Hello, America. This is Robert Brees, and welcome to CEO Show. We're here today with Rob Kaplan. How are you, Rob? Good, Robert. Good to be with you. Good to be with you as well. And today we are going to talk a lot about leadership, both from a strategy and a tactical level. And Rob has a really unique background where he was vice chair of Goldman Sachs, and um, he's been a top professor, and I think it would officially be senior associate dean at Harvard Business School. And then, of course, he was the CEO of the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas. So you have a broad spectrum, um, three legs of the stool to talk about. So first, just give a snapshot of some high points of your career. Uh, grew up in Kansas City, went to the University of Kansas. Uh, I'd say that uh, going to Harvard Business School was an enormous uh, learning experience for me. I interacted with a lot of people from around the country and the world, which I'd never done before being from Kansas and learned a lot about trusting my judgment, how to analyze the situation, developed a lot of relationships. And then the Goldman Sachs career uh, was in the go-go days of the 80s and the 90s. So I've kept getting promoted every few years, but constantly learning, always in a little over my head, uh, working domestically and overseas. Um, and then I shifted gears after that and went to Harvard Business School. Uh, and in that experience at Harvard Business School, I had to retool myself completely, start over from scratch, learn how to be an effective case study professor. And that was a fabulous experience. And I learned how to then be a basically senior executive in an academic institution, had to relearn everything and readapt. And then I went through the same drill when I went to the uh, Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas and to the Fed. I had to reanalyze and readapt my leadership approach and retool myself as a central banker. And so I've had to sort of start from scratch a few times, and I've found it's a, it's a great experience. So you are recommending to people to be continuous learners. I am. Uh, it's traumatic. It can be stressful, especially when you have to start over. You have to have confidence to do it because there's a tendency once you learn mastery over something, just don't change it. And I think to make these moves, you've got to be willing to uh, start over again. And that takes some fortitude. What's an example of a challenge you faced that was just really tough? that you learned something from? Well, there's there's lots and lots of them, but, but probably the biggest example of that is when I, I was shipped to Japan in 1990 at a pretty young age to run Asia Pacific for my firm. And what I learned immediately in Japan, if you suggest you want to do something, they will do it. There's an enormous... Uh, deference to senior authority. Uh, you know, take the United States, multiply by 100. And what I learned is if you want to get the most out of your team in Japan, you better start with questions and empower the group and make them feel like they've got to make a recommendation, decide 
or they'll take what they think you want and it'll get all messed up and they'll feel like that's what you told them to do. And I use that experience in Japan probably for the rest of my career and where learn to ask a question, ask follow-up questions, don't feel compelled to make a direct directive statement uh, not unless you're in a crisis because you're going to get more of the team if you ask their opinion. Let's transfer that to um, 2023 and, and being a CEO. If you were to give advice to CEOs today about how they lead in this type of environment, what would you say? So a couple of things. First, on the strategy part, then on managing themselves. First, you got to have two or three priorities as a CEO, not 10, because people will be confused if you have 10 as to what you want. But two or three, you have to pick what's the most important thing, things you're trying to accomplish and communicate them. Uh, get the buy-in of your team and communicate them your team. How do you want to add value that's distinctive? What do you want the company to do to add value that's distinctive? What are the top two or three priorities in order to do that? And I see too many CEOs today where they've got a laundry list and I'm not sure exactly what they're trying to do. And they don't realize if you're trying to do seven things, you might, up, you might wind up getting nothing done. Uh, and so, uh, but it takes a lot of thought and it takes a lot of inquiry and seeking advice to come up with what are the two or three things you want to do. And then that relates to the second issue for CEOs is can you manage yourself? And what do I mean by that? Do you ask questions? Or do, are you too insecure to ask questions because you think you're supposed to have all the answers? The best CEOs today need to ask questions, be open to learning, empower their teams, coach people, get coaching. Um, and I think that comes easily to some CEOs and it's a big challenge for others. So let's go into those two to three priorities. Um, uh, on the one hand, um, I, I've been on hospital boards for two decades, and I've seen so many dashboards with 45, 50 different priorities. And I'm sitting in a board meeting going, how is anyone going to prioritize? And then on the other hand, I remember when I interviewed Meg Whitman about eBay, I said, what was your real secret? She said, we boiled everything down. To just like you said, maybe maybe she took one of your classes to, to two or three priorities, and that's it. And that helped us. But here is the question, Rob. How do you really come up with the two to three priorities in such a volatile environment? Where do you go? Do you read? Do you speak with people? So, so first thing, you got to understand your key constituencies, your customers. In the case of the hospital, your patients your doctors, your staff, what the what the what makes a great hospital, what makes a great any kind of business. Uh, you got to get get views of your people, do what I call skip level meetings, go down to the organization and and meet people and ask their ask for the, their okay. own Okay, I want to interrupt you right there. When you're talking skip level, it's great for you, but I'm thinking the divisional presidents or people below you can get bent out of shape if you do you tell them you're doing the skip level or you just do it 
I do two things. I tell the, the senior people I'm going to do skip level meetings. I'd like them to suggest names. So I do them with. And secondly, my advice to them is saying you should do skip level meetings. You, it's the only way to right. understand your customers. Or what's what are, the people that are at the point of attack? What are they facing? What do they love about the organization? What do they hate about the organization? So I do them, but I model it and tell all my direct reports, you should do them. But out of that process, you, you always need to get finally to the drivers. You talked about the hospital jet dashboard with 45 things. There are two or three key drivers that drive the results of those dashboards. The trick is to kind of figure out what those two or three drivers are, knowing that you come up with 10, but what are the three most important ones? So what's an example? We need to attract and retain and develop key doctors in a hospital or key blankety blanks. Uh, we, we need to invest in technology and really upgrade our technology. Uh, those would be example of a couple of priorities and the reason you need to really bore into that is making those investments are hard to do and you can't do it alone. Running a big organization means you need lots and lots of people who are on the same page as you, who are doing it with you. And the only way to do that is to get their views, develop priorities with them, and then have shared priorities through the organization. And, and that's where you see powerful progress made in organizations. So, Rob, if anyone wants to learn more about what you're doing, where would they go? I think the easiest way to follow up would be to look at the Robert Stephen Kaplan YouTube channel. And what you'll find there is a whole playlist of videos on the economy and macroeconomic developments and a whole series of videos on leadership. And, and I think that YouTube channel will be very useful for people who want to learn more. We're about to take a commercial break with Rob Kaplan. And when we come back, we've just been speaking about nailing down your priorities and um, alignment, but we're next going to talk about managing yourself. Back in a few. Hi, this is Robert Brees on The CEO Show, where we interview the CEOs who have reinvented the fabric of America. We're privileged to be here today with Rob Kaplan, and as you know, uh, vice, vice Chair of um, Goldman Sachs, um, President of Federal Reserve Bank in Dallas, Texas, a, um, a top professor at Harvard Business School, of course, an author of several, at least three books that are great books. So let's now talk about the concept of managing yourself. How do you really do that? I, I mean, you are—you have so many balls up in the air at all time. You're triple booked all the time. How do you manage yourself? When you, they say lonely at the top, when you're the CEO, people are not dying to give you bad news or criticize you or uh, confront you. But And you got to understand that as the CEO. And so you have to solicit feedback, solicit advice. And it takes confidence to do that. A lot of people think, Mon, I'm the CEO. I've got to tell everybody what to do. They're expecting me. No, they're not. They don't expect you to know everything, but they expect you to be open to learning and, and ask questions, seek advice, be clear. 
about what you expect of them, but get their views and empower them. And I find as simple as that advice is, certain CEOs can do it and certain CEOs shut down uh, when they hear, they shut down feedback. So what's an example? They get feedback and the first instinct is to rebut it. Rebut, oh no, this is why you're wrong. And that person will be polite but they'll never give you that feedback again because the signal they got from you, even though you didn't mean for it to be, is I don't want to hear it. And so learn to ask a question, learn to face feedback with a follow-up question, work to try to understand that empowers people. Uh, it helps puts people on your side and it, uh, it, it helps them achieve what you're trying to achieve. And when you're screwing up, which you always are in some way, and you have a blind spot, it gives you the best chance to recognize a blind spot and keep you out of trouble. Tell me an example of something you went through in your career where you had that challenge of managing yourself. Everybody's different, but I have my own characteristics is I'm very passionate. I, I, I don't think I come across as, as intimidating, but I do. And I'm not aware of it. It's a real blind spot because I get so excited. And so, and, and I have a tendency to challenge people and certain people love it and certain people, it shuts them down. So I have had to realize I need to change my style. I need to keep my mouth shut, bite my lip, bite my tongue, ask more questions. Um, and it took, it's taken me a long time to learn how to do that and control myself. Uh, and, and I'm always getting feedback from everybody around me. How'd I do today? You know, did I screw up today? Was I too domineering? Did I listen enough? Because I know I've got that issue. Every one of us has one or two issues like that. Some people aren't assertive enough. I'm probably too assertive, but you have to understand yourself and say, okay, what are some adjustments I need to make to my style to adjust for uh, my sort of my uh, shortcomings? Let's shift over to a minute to economics. Everyone's trying to figure out the economy. You have a much deeper background than the average bear does. Where, where, what do you see is happening in the economy and how should CEOs look at their business in this environment? So I could talk about what's going on right now, but I don't think that's what you're looking for. I, I like to differentiate between cyclical changes in the economy, and that's the daily, weekly data. I call it the bouncing ball and the structural drivers. I, I come at the economy with a business background. So just to give you an example, I'll rattle them off fast. There are five structural drivers that I think are the most significant today. Aging workforce, which means slowing workforce growth in this country. Uh, globalization has become, to some extent, deglobalization, and we're not using trade as strategically as we did. That's expensive. The energy transition from fossil fuels to alternatives, it's great and it's necessary, but it's expensive and it's gonna take a couple of decades. Technology-enabled disruption is a fact of life in every business and every industry, and if you don't, get at the forefront of technology, you can become obsolete overnight. But it's it's affecting how we educate workers and our need for workers. And this is where educational attainment 
and our lagging educational team in this country is a is it needs to be improved. And then the last big thing is the government has gotten dramatically more leverage from pre-COVID to now. I, I'm going to ask a challenge CEOs are all having that. They're talking about culture and how you build the culture. And the, the word you mentioned before was alignment. And just you're smiling now, you know, I'm looking at you. What's the advice you have on that? So, so I give this advice all the time with CEOs. Culture is not a speech you give. We believe in teamwork. We believe in, you know, personal empowerment. And because when you give a speech like that as a CEO, people try to turn to the other and say, gee, I wish that were true. That's baloney. Culture in the lingo is emergent. Culture comes about as a result of your leadership style. In other words, what you value, what you don't, the way you manage the people you hire, the tasks you give them, and the incentives and the way you're organized. And, and you change any one of those factors, you're going to get a culture that is going to change. And this is where your leadership style is, is one of those factors. What do I mean? If you seek advice, that, that empowers people. If you, if you share information and break down silos, that creates collaboration and teamwork. If you pay people based on not just production, but how well they work with others, that's harder to do. That affects the culture. And too much today, what's going on is people jawbone this beautiful image of what culture is, but the reality is they're not paying people according to it. Their, their style is inconsistent with it. They're not hiring people or promoting people consistent with it. And, and that's, those are the alignment actions you need to take if you want to create a certain culture for your organization. Mm. Final question. Let's talk about the future of Rob Kaplan. Here's a guy he's done really, he's done everything. What, what's next on the horizon for you? So the, the guiding light for me for many, many years has been, how can I add value? And what can I do that's distinctive? They can add value in the world. So I'm, I co-chair a venture philanthropy firm called Draper Richards Kaplan, and I spend a fair amount of time on that. I think that can be distinctive. Um, I try to do a lot uh, with companies to help them improve their strategy. I think I have a distinctive ability to do that. It may mean running or helping to run one more organization uh, because I love that, and I and I think I have a distinctive ability to add value there. But it's got to be something I believe in that I think uh, makes the world a better place. And everyone listening in, think about this. You can't always be in command. The greatest leaders do skip-level meetings, and they also solicit advice. So if there's anything that you're going to do after listening this tomorrow, the key message I would say is, Ask questions because you need to have the strategy and alignment, and then you need to manage yourself.